hello and welcome to Expedia Talks, a special WIT podcast series where we put the spotlight on Expedia group leaders to talk about all things travel tech, industry trends and changing customer behaviour. So my name is Yo Si Hoon, founder of WIT and in this episode, I have the greatest of pleasure of speaking to Karen Boulder, who's Senior Vice President of Product and Technology. Karen, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate you having me. Oh, gosh. You know, it, it is an honor and a delight because, you know, just here we are, right? So I am dialing in from Fort Lauderdale. Arvin is recording this in Kuala Lumpur. And you are in Missouri, right? That's right, Missouri. <laughs> Which is where you live. And and I was just thinking, you know, we really like to test technology these days, don't we? You know, and I love I love how elastic technology is and how it helps us humans to scale our ideas and activities. What do you think of that idea? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it is funny. It wasn't even that long ago, you know, where we were not using video and voice. You know, we were only like calling each other on the phone and like having phone meetings and stuff. And um, it's amazing how technology, how video, like how quickly things have changed and how much closer technology brings us. Yeah, well, you know, let's hope technology doesn't let us down today uh, as we record this. <laughs> you know, the, the way we humans are testing it, but let's hope it doesn't let us down. But, you know, Karen, ever since I met you, I have always been so curious about how a girl like you ends up as Senior Vice President of Product and Technology at one of the world's largest travel companies. I mean, did you always know you wanted to be in tech growing up? Where did you grow up? Yeah, so I was always very curious growing up. I always wanted to understand, you know, more about how something worked and why something worked that way. And so I do think that I have kind of always loved technology. Um, when I was in school, I was really, really fortunate. I had a lot of amazing and supportive teachers. They encouraged me. So I think I definitely always did want to be in tech. But I didn't know how much I loved travel um, until I joined a travel company. And that was really whenever kind of I really appreciated travel along with technology. Um, and I think, you know, joining a company that eventually became part of Expedia, um, I saw some really amazing and really strong female leaders uh, that really inspired me. So, so it was actually the confluence of travel and tech that excited you rather than tech itself, right? It was for you the idea of how tech could actually facilitate travel yeah, more than just the tech itself. So you're, you're not really just a tech geek, but a tech and travel geek. Yeah, I, um, I do love technology, but I also really, really love travel. And my perspective is, you know, you need to first understand what the problem is. And then technology, like it's a toolkit. Um, you can pick from all of these different types of technology to then solve an actual business problem in travel. And that's what really excites me is taking technology, using it to then solve a problem and to make travel better and smoother and more seamless. And also to make all of our partners even more successful to help all of their businesses grow. Right. Talking about grow, right? Where did you grow up? And, you know, when you were in class at that time, I mean, I guess you were studying 
science or, or mathematics, you must have been the minority in your class at lo- in those days. Yeah, definitely. There were very few women, I will say, in all of my technology classes. Uh, but I made close friends with, you know, a few people still in those classes. Um, uh, you know, a lot of them, of course, were men. Many of those people, you know, I'm still friends with today. We still share ideas. We still talk about technology. Um, And I think the people that I really grew closest to in class, those were really the people that kind of recognized that I did approach problems sometimes in a different way. They saw that that could be really valuable. They saw that that actually made them better and that made us together a better team. So I do think that I was really fortunate kind of in class to kind of really have that really strong support system. Right. So you never felt sort of an outlier, like, uh, you know, different from the rest. I, I didn't. And I don't know, you know, I think probably I didn't know any different. And, you know, I already, you know, I had a few really good friends. Um, I would say, you know, probably um, in my career in class, you know, there's definitely situations that I would encounter that were more challenging. Um, but, you know, I think for every challenging situation, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of people that are actually supporting you. Um, and so, you know, seeing really amazing and strong female leaders like at Expedia, you know, we have Ariane, like that definitely inspires me. Um, and it kind of really shows you like a path in a way that, you know, you can you can be successful even if you do approach things in a different way than some other people. Right. And do you see this change coming through? I mean, in the last 20 years that you've been with Expedia, I mean, do you see this change coming through, like more women coming into tech and product in the travel industry? I do. I think in general, a lot of classrooms, you know, they probably are not necessarily, you know, like a 50-50 balance. Um, but I think a lot has changed from whenever I was at university at Expedia, um, I have seen a change. And particularly, I've seen that start with our intern program. So the number of women interns that we have, 43% of women interns globally from 2021 accepted offers and returned as full-time employees in 2022. Um, And so now that we are starting to kind of see a lot more women entering this technology space and coming to work at Expedia, the next thing that I'm really thinking about is how do I make sure that we are retaining this talent? Um, How are we encouraging these women? How are we supporting them? How are we elevating them to more and more leadership roles? And this is another area that, you know, I think Expedia has been really supportive We have an allyship program and then we have some other initiatives that also kind of like have an impact and help with that retention of women. Right. And do you see those ratios pretty similar globally? Because I know you've got big tech centers in, in, you know, around the world. Right. So do you see those similar ratios globally or is it particular to one region? That is a good question. Um, But I know for my team. Um, It is definitely something that we see globally uh, in technology for our engineering teams and the main hubs that we have. Right. And how big is your team, Karen? Just to give me some context here. How big is your team? Yeah, I have about 600 people. Wow, that's that's a lot of people. (laughs) And it's all pretty well spread across the world. 
It is. It is. We, um, I will say we have kind of a few groups um, in sort of some primary locations, uh, but we definitely have folks in all parts of the world. Wow. 600 people under you. So let's talk about how you joined Expedia, because as I understand, you were working with a startup which got acquired by Expedia and then you you stayed on. Talk, talk to us about those early days of that startup which got acquired. Yes. So immediately after graduating from university, you know, I knew that I wanted to work with new technology. We spoke earlier about how I've always been curious about learning how things work. And that's really what led me to wanting to work with something innovative and new. And that's why I was drawn to work with a travel tech startup. Um, At the time, there was essentially no online travel. Most people were making their travel plans by calling phone numbers out of the yellow pages. Uh, People were printing tickets. Paper tickets were being mailed to people's houses. Uh, And so that's something that really excited me. And that was, hey, what can we do with technology to kind of make all of that a lot smoother for people to really kind of make travel um, more available? And at Expedia, that's something I love. I get to work with new technology. I get to work with really smart people. And then, you know, we get to solve interesting travel problems. What was the, Karen, what was the name of the startup that got acquired? And, you know, so the pain point it was trying to solve, what was that pain point? So the travel startup that I worked for was called uh, travelnow.com. And we had uh, essentially three parts to the business. Uh, One part of the business was our retail site, the brand site. uh, And that was really the B2C site. The second problem that we were looking at was um, search engine optimization. So there were, you know, there were many, many search engines at that time. It was a kind of a very different place. Um, And there was a bunch of kind of organic search traffic. And so it was really about, hey, how do we acquire this traffic? How do we bring that traffic to our B2C site? Um, And then the third thing that we were looking at is, How do we harness the power of all of these other businesses um, that can kind of help do the same? They can help bring traffic uh, to our site and to their site, and we can help power them. We can help their travel business use our technology uh, and make them more successful. And um, so those were kind of like the the three areas that we were looking at. And really what we were trying to do was how do we how do we do more and more of this online? How did we do more and more of this, you know, without calling people on the phone? Um, how do we kind of like bring that into people's houses in a different way than, you know, historically you have booked travel? Yeah, it must have been exciting to work in a travel startup, you know, in the early days of online travel and then to be acquired by Expedia. I mean, that must have been a great celebration for, for the team and and for you. So so was the transition from startup to a large travel company, was that hard for you personally? Like what, what did you gain from it? I think being part of a smaller uh, startup, um, I think one of the things is, you know, the I didn't have as many colleagues. Um, I would say, you know, you didn't have as diverse of a group of people. And so whenever we became part of a larger travel tech company, you know, that really meant that 
I was able to learn from a whole bunch of new people. I was exposed to a lot of other different ideas um, than I would have ever been exposed to in a very small company. Um, And besides for that, you know, I got to see more examples of successful women in technology. And so I think that one of the great things about Expedia for Business, our B2B business, is really no matter how large we've grown, we have still been able to move quickly. And the thing that has stayed the same is we still support each other. You know, we ask each other every day, like, how do I help you win? And how do we help our partners win? And I think all of the people at Expedia, along with all of our amazing partners, like that's my most favorite thing. Um, And the people have been amazing when we're a startup and then also when we were part of a large travel company. Yeah, you sound so passionate about, you know, working with that startup and then now with Expedia and you sound so passionate about it and you've been with Expedia now more than 20 years. So I just want to bring your memory back to, you know, I, I know that people in tech, you love to create products, right? And so do you remember yeah. the first couple of products that you worked on uh, that you felt were really cool at that time and that you were the proudest of? Yeah. So the, um, you know, Earlier uh, in my career, I did work on our B2C brand, uh, but I've always been really, really passionate about our B2B business. And I think that's really where all of the products that I worked on, that's really when I felt that they were really, really cool because whenever we were building them, it is amazing to work with a partner and see how something that you have built makes that partner's business grow, helps lots and lots of partners' businesses grow. And so the the earliest example of that that I can think of, and that was our um, shopping and booking API. Uh, and today, that is our lodging API that's called Rapid, um, and it powers a whole bunch of our B2B partners. And that's a product that I worked on kind of in the very early days. It's been really, really cool. We built our first API in early, early 2000s. And then, you know, now to see sort of how the industry has evolved, how technology has evolved and the things that we can do now um, that were much more difficult to do then is really, really interesting. Uh, And so I think that's probably one of the areas that has been the coolest to really watch it change and grow and over the years. Right. So you feel, I mean, some people feel like B2B is not as sexy as B2C, right? You know, and B2B is like, you know, basically (laughs) plumbing and the boring stuff that nobody sees, but clearly you are passionate about it because you see that it directly, you can actually see uh, an outcome directly, you know, on your, in your partner's business. Yeah, that's right. It's it's kind of like a bunch of um, little megaphones, a bunch of amplifiers. And so like I can build something and I can power all of these businesses and the reach, all of the travelers that all of those businesses can reach is far greater than I would ever be able to do kind of on my own without working with all of those businesses. They have unique expertise and kind of, you know, whatever industry that they are working in. And I can take my experience with travel, I can take their experience in their industry. And that's really where we can kind of like combine both of those and do something really cool and really different. Right. So they're like your sonic platform, 
that you sound, you know, That's you send out the sound waves and then they amplify the sound waves for you. You know, but but B2B, B2B is where the competition is right now. Every company has realized that B2B is where, you know, the profitability is. You've got companies now all sort of dialing up B2B, right? And and I know Expedia's seen good growth there, particularly during the pandemic when it really made the difference in the Asia Pacific region. And now you're sharing that tech with suppliers and partners, as we talked about how you were using them as a sonic platform, right? So, so in using Expedia's technology, do suppliers and partners then risk a loss of differentiation? Because does everybody then start to look and feel the same? So we work with uh, a lot of businesses across a whole bunch of different in- industries. We work with financial institutions. We work with um, large corporate travel agencies. We work with airlines. And so what we do is we build a product and then we work with those partners. We figure out what it is that they are trying to achieve with their business. What are their goals? What are their outcomes? And then we say, okay, how do we take the technology that we have built and apply it in your environment to make you successful with whatever your goals, whatever your targets are as a partner for your business? And so I think from that perspective, um, it's they don't all look the same because every one of these businesses, you know, they are all kind of approaching their industry, their overall targets, their goals in very different ways. Uh, and that's also part of the really cool problem solving because we do have a piece of technology. Um, and then it's really about, okay, how can we take this technology and help you do what it is you're trying to do for your business? Right. So, so okay, so you share a piece of software with them. I mean, I'm just, you know, as a, as a, as a lay person, right? And we using the analogy of that sonic platform. So everybody can make different music then basically yeah. with what you've given them, right? For the, for, the, for the customers that they are targeting. All right. But how then does Expedia differentiate itself from the other uh, competitors that are now all doing B2B, right? Everybody's doing B2B. Everybody's developing their own APIs for lodging, for airlines. So how does Expedia stay ahead and make sure that your, you know, that sonic, uh, the heart of that sonic platform that you're, you're producing is the best. Yes. Of class. Yeah, definitely. So um, for me, it all starts with uh, really caring about our partners. And so I think that we have an amazing team, an amazing support team. Um, We want to see our partners be successful. When our partners are successful, that is when we are successful. If our partner's business isn't, you know, successful, then we are not successful. And so I think that for me is really at the heart of everything that we do at Expedia. Um, and I think whenever you start with that as the core of your business, um, I think beyond that, everything that you do afterwards, it's about solving the problems of your partners. It's about making your partners more successful. And I think that's really something that Expedia does well. And I think it's something that's important to us. And I think it's something that, you know, technology changes, um, you know, APIs come and go, languages come and go. uh, But 
that at its core, as long as you focus on that as the end outcome, then whatever the technology is, um, you are always kind of focused on making the business successful. Yeah. So, so one of the one of the changes in your in Expedia's focus, uh, which was I, I guess uh, maybe last year or a couple of years ago, where you said that your platform now is about rewarding experiences and not prizes, right? And you really right. do want to reward the, the 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 suppliers that really focus on the experience. So how did you have to rethink the tech stack to achieve that outcome? Because in the past, everything was just about price. Yeah. So the, the big shift for us whenever we did that was to really change um, our focus. We had historically been very focused on the transaction, making the booking. Um, and so whenever we said like, hey, we need to, it's really about creating a great experience. And so that's really where we just sort of reframed the problem and we said, okay, put the traveler at the center of it. If you create an amazing experience for the traveler, then you know the bookings will naturally come as part of that. And I think shifting that to that traveler-centered design, that traveler-centered focus, um, that really is what probably changed um, our overall approach to everything. Uh, and so from that perspective, it's really about, um, you know, the, the transaction is not, is ultimately um, the outcome of, you know, creating this amazing, amazing experience. Um, and so I think that's been really exciting. And, you know, from a B2B perspective, um, similarly, it's really about how do we enable our partners to create amazing traveler experiences? Because if you're creating those great experiences, um, then ultimately that's what's going to continue to fuel and grow and accelerate your business. Right. And that's about giving them the tools so that they understand what the traveler considers a rewarding experience and then they can amplify that experience more and more. Right. That was that was how you rethought a bit of the tech stack, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, exactly. Right. Okay. Yep, exactly. So 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 in the in the last twenty years, I mean technology has come a long way. Uh, and and you know, Expedia has also shifted its mindset about, you know, its its tech platform. And now we we are, you know, people are calling this the the inflection point, right? It's driven by Gen AI, driven by the fragmentation that we're seeing. So how do you how do you stay on top of all these trends and how do you not get distracted by the next shiny thing that comes along? Yeah, so I think for me, um, it's really about um, keeping the focus on the business, um, keeping the focus on what is the outcome that that you want to achieve. And then you go and then you take technology and then you say, okay, now how do I use technology? All of this amazing, cool new technology, how do I use that to then figure out how to solve those problems. I think sometimes if you start the opposite, I think if you start with technology first, um, then suddenly you're saying, hey, I have a piece of technology, like what should I do with it? Um, I think that can quickly become a distraction because you could do many, many, many things, but what you want to do is the thing that's gonna create a great traveler experience that's gonna create great tools for your partners to create great traveler experiences. Um, and so I think focusing on that end result uh, is really kind of the best way to stay focused. 
Yeah, but it's so easy to get distracted these days, Karen. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, it is. so, how, you know, how do you tell your team, like, what's real right now about this Gen AI hype, especially after that last con- that last developers conference? What's what's real? What's exciting? Yeah, definitely. The I think with a, a bunch, particularly with ChatGPT, right, the, the conversation has really heated up. And I do think that there are a lot of really cool things that that we can do. Um, But also, I think that you need to kind of, you you can't be blind to technology and what's there, um, but you need to still focus on what is the problem that you're solving with that piece of technology. And I think that's really, really important uh, because otherwise, you know, you, you can solve a lot of problems with technology. But if it's not a problem that, you know, is uh, going to have the most impact, um, then, it, then, you know, it's never going to see the adoption that you're going to want. The opportunity that AI presents is really around how do we create more seamless experiences for our travelers. And so if you think about a lot of the things that we can do, travel is really complicated. Um, There are lots and lots and lots of interactions and touch points and stuff. And I think we have a lot of expertise and knowledge in the travel industry and definitely with travel advisors. And I think the more and more that we can use AI to start to predict some of those things to um, help people understand, hey, um, you know, you're likely to run into a travel disruption here or, hey, uh, prices are likely, you know, to go up there. Um, I think the more and more that we can kind of take some of that knowledge and use it to sort of help people um, plan their travel, uh, have better travel experiences. I think that's really where it can add the most value. You know, I hear you. I wish I wish AI had, or somebody had told me that there would be a two-hour wait at immigration at JFK Terminal 4 at 5 p.m. when I landed. You know, I, I wish that AI could have predicted that and say, okay, don't land there, go to another airport or something. You know, I, I think those are yeah. those are the, the pain points I think a, a customer would love to have the predictions on, right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, let's talk, about, let's talk about happier stuff here. And you've just returned from Explore Asia, which was Expedia's customer event. And you also spoke at our conference uh, in October, right? And yep. what what imp- impressions did you leave with, you know, about the Asia travel tech scene? Are there things that stand out there more than in the US? Yeah, I think a couple of the things that really stood out to me, um, and one of those is around the importance of really good uh, service for the travelers. And so I think that was interesting because, you know, that's obviously something that Expedia has been focusing a lot of time on, that traveler experience and creating traveler, a really good traveler experience. And that's one thing that we heard from a lot of partners, and that is, hey, um, how do we continue to make this experience better and better for our travelers? How do we uh, make sure that you know, travelers are able to do more, to self-service more, um, to sort of solve their own problems. But whenever the problems get really complicated, how do you then make sure that they have a really good path to be able to talk to a live agent if that's what they need to do? 
Uh, and so I think that's one thing that um, we heard from a lot of our partners that we met with. Uh, second thing is um, a lot of the partners that we have, they uh, they work with a bunch of technology companies that may not necessarily be part of their own company. Um, and so I think that was that was really interesting um, because, you know, it really helps drive mm-hmm. home the importance of, you know, providing amazing support for those partners and then, you know, those technology providers that they are engaging with. Right. So, so you would say that travelers in Asia, like me, uh, we are much more demanding and we have higher expectations of, of service than, say, you know, a, a traveler in the U.S.? I, I don't know if it's necessarily higher, um, but it was definitely something that came out whenever we were at Explore in Singapore compared to when we were at Explore in the U.S. Um, and so I think it's, yeah, it, it's it's definitely like top of mind for all of the all of the companies there. Yeah, I think we're just very spoiled in Asia, you know? <laughs> 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 Truly. All right. So, so so back to the topic of women in travel tech, right? At WIT, yeah. uh, we also surface quite a lot of stories about male friendships that start and scale startups, right? I don't know if you saw some of the sessions, but, you know, from Agoda yeah. uh, to Cloak to Meili Travel Technology or Get Your Guide, you know, and this were really started by male friendships. Could you say the same about women friendships that have started and scaled travel startups? Yeah, that's a that's a really uh, that's a tough one. Um, I am sure that um, I'm sure there are probably a lot of examples of successful women uh, in travel technology, um, but you know my own experience was definitely more you know me becoming close friends with other males um, who were in my classes, who were, you know, part of the travel industry. Um, and so, yeah, that 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 is a in- very interesting one. I think this is probably uh, a sign where, hey, this is an area that as a travel industry, you know, we could probably do a little bit more there. Yeah, maybe you and I could dig deeper. Maybe I'm not digging deeper enough for those stories, right? And yeah. and and so maybe that's something that we we should do in 2024, you and me, and dig up some interesting stories about women friendships that have started and scaled travel startups. So, you know. Uh, anyway, we had a winner at our global startup pitch, right? And, yeah. and it was uh, the winner was Stephanie Daniel from Legends, yeah. which is trying to build a travel DNA out of data that's collected from photos. Which interesting idea, and it's good to see a a, a woman win the, yes. the the global competition. So, what do you think of the whole idea of travel identity, which is a hot topic right now? Yeah, so um, I think travel identity. You know, any anything that we can do that is still going to protect and secure traveler privacy, because that kind of remains a very, very important topic, top of mind for everyone. Absolutely. But if we can do that in a way where it can remove some of that friction from the travel experience, I think that is an amazing thing. Um, I think that's also pretty tricky um, to kind of get get right because travel by default, um, you're interacting with a whole bunch of different 
you know, uh, entities, whether it's the government, whether it's a hotel, whether it's the person driving your car, whether it's the airline. Um, and so I think that's where it gets a little bit tricky around, you know, making it seamless, but then also kind of like making sure that you're protecting and securing the privacy of that traveler and not, you know, sharing too much of that information um, at, at the wrong times. Um, the so Something really interesting um, with Stephanie was, you know, at Expedia, we have a global hackathon for our product and our tech teams every year. Um, and I've also kind of judged that, you know, the last few years and a lot of the women have amazing pitches, amazing ideas. Um, and so I think it's awesome to see Stephanie, um, that was part of that global startup pitch. And I think, yeah, this, this is definitely an area that we need to uh, continue to encourage and, and do more. Fantastic. So we're still on the theme of the human revolution this year. So, so I'm going to wrap up with the human test, Karen. I'm going to, ch- I'm going to test your humanity here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> what makes you laugh? Mm. The people I work with. Oh, they're funny, are they? Oh, very, yes. <laughs> All right. What makes you cry? And I hope you don't say the people you work with. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a, a sad Taylor Swift song. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she's making hoteliers happy around the world because everywhere she goes, the occupancies just kind of shoot up. That's right. That's <laughs> from, right. From Singapore to Sydney to wherever. All right. What uh, Talking about Taylor Swift, what makes your heart sing? So my heart is happy whenever my son comes home to visit me uh, for the weekend. Where is he? He is in New York the big city and he comes home to visit mom in the small town. That's right. That's right. Back to Missouri. (laughs) Lovely. And finally, what human quality cannot be codified? Uh, I'm going to say here innovation. Hmm. Um, Elaborate on that. Is that a human quality, innovation? I think innovative thought is definitely a human quality. Um, and I think, uh, I think taking, um, taking technology and what really makes technology innovative is uh, a large amount of the roadmap of the technology that I build. It's driven by what our partners are asking for. And I think that that is true innovation. Whenever you are really kind of understanding a problem, taking technology and finding a really interesting and cool way to solve that, um, that, you know, kind of makes that business more successful. And so that's where I think that innovation is really something that's, you know, difficult to use a chatbot to solve. Wow. Thanks, Karen. What a great conversation. <laughs> really, really enjoyed it. And it's a great note to end our, our podcast. Thank you for listening to Expedia Talks, a special WIT podcast series. And we hope you've enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for the next one in the series. Thanks, Karen. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.